Hebrews chapter 2, uh, I think it's verse 14 here, it says, Since all his children have flesh and blood, so Jesus became human to fully identify with us. He did this so that he could experience death and annihilate the effects of the intimidating accuser who holds us, who holds against us the power of death. By embracing death, Jesus sets free those who live their entire lives in bondage to the tormenting dread of death. So, the fear of death is the master fear. All other fears are just uh, tributaries into the, the mainstream of the fear of death. You know, uh, people say, well, you know, uh, uh, they're afraid of flying. They're not afraid of flying. They're afraid that that airplane's going to crash and they're going to die. You know, here's the thing. C Christians should have no fear of death. Amen. And, you know, here's the thing is if you have strong faith, you will repel these fears. Look at some of these fears here. Acrophobia, the fear of heights. And, and, and you know, people think these are normal. Nobody in heaven has any of these fears. Does Jesus have any of these fears? Where are you seated right now? According to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Where are you seated? In heavenly places, at the right hand of God, in Christ Jesus. Say, I'm in Him. He's in me. He's not afraid. I refuse to be afraid. Aerophobia, the fear of flying. Uh, agoraphobia, the fear of public places. I don't even know how to say the fear of cats. Can anybody pronounce that there? Uh, amatophobia, the fear of dust. Arachnophobia, didn't they make a movie out of that? I ain't afraid of no spiders. I mean, I don't want them crawling in my mouth or nothing, but I'm not afraid of them. Amen. Are you with me or no? Right? There's some that's not even on there. You hear, if you watch TV, they talk about Islamophobia. I'm not afraid of Muslims. They talk about homophobia. I'm not afraid of homosexuals. I mean, I love everybody. I'm not afraid of nobody. I'm not mad at anybody. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm okay. You're okay. That was a book I read in the 70s. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it's cool. You know, I mean, I don't care. It's, not my, it's none of my business. I don't want to know about what goes on. Amen. I don't talk about what I do in, in my house either. Amen. All right. So, amen. It's, it's no, nobody's business. Amen. Uh, genophobia, the fear of sex. Well, here we go. <laughs> Coronophobia, the fear of thunder. Microphobia, germophobia. People say, well, he's a germaphobe. Say, I, I'm, a, I'm not afraid of germs. Come on, you can do better than that. I am not afraid of germs. These germs have been here all along anyway. Yes, they have. They've been here all this time. Talk to your immune system. Say, immune system, you're strong. You repel disease. See, here's what, here's what they don't tell you, is that most of these germs, we already got them in our system anyway. And your immune system is, is just, a, you know, that, that line between you and certain death, you know, that you don't even think about, and it's working all the time. You know why? Because God is good. He loves you. He created you with an immune system. You know, he created Job with an immune system, and the devil tried to penetrate it. Do you remember the story of Job? When Satan came to the throne room? And he said, he accused God, and he accused Job. He says, God, you put a hedge of protection around Job. 
that's not fair, right? Because he had tried to penetrate it and hurt Job. Well, if you read the whole book of Job, not just take one or two verses, if you read, for instance, chapter 3, verse 25, uh, Job said, that which I greatly feared has come upon me. He developed himself in fear. He meditated on fear. He talked about fear. He watched the fear channel on his iPhone. Do I have any friends here? Is everybody okay? And so he developed in that fear, and in doing so, he tore down his own immune system. That's all in that book. Y'all ought to read. It's a very interesting book. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, uh, ornitho, or, ornith, ornithobia, the fear of birds, pathophobia. How do you say the fear of choking? Nyangophobia? What is that? Fear of choking? I don't want to get choked. But I don't have some, some uh, 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 you know, psycho dread of being choked. Oh, my collar's too tight. Oh. You, know, you know, a lot of this stuff we make up. You know, the devil wants to use your imagination against you. Your imagination is very powerful. What you think about, what you meditate on, what you envision, that's the direction you're going in life. You know, if you see yourself failing, you're going to fail. I can't, you can pray, we can pray for you, lay hands on you till we rub all the hair off your head. But if you see yourself failing, you're going to fail. That's why you have to have an image of success. That's why we talk about success a lot at this church. Amen. I don't care where you find yourself in life. I mean, just a few years ago, I was living in a cabin off the grid with a shallow well and a propane generator that worked sometimes. Right? I would, my rent was $175 a month, and I couldn't pay it every month. I ain't there no more. I'm not there anymore. God, God will take you from where you are. Praise the Lord. feel like preaching in here today. God will take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. He, just want, he has to get you to see it. He has to get you to see it. So, so you have to control what comes into your mind. And if you let them, th- th- this world will program you. With, with all of these fears, zoophobia, the fear of animals, xenophobia. I heard some politicians talking about xenophobia. I had to look that one up. Fear of everybody else, fear of everybody, right? And, and you can just go on. What is this? What's that th- third one from the bottom? Trisca de Cacula, whatever, phobia, the fear of the number 13. <laughs> Say, I don't believe in these fears. See, see what, you, what you do shows what you believe. If you believe something really, really bad is going to happen, if you go to church, if you believe that if you go to church, you're going to get sick, what universe is this where people believe if you go to church, you get sick? When you go to church, you're supposed to get well. I mean, I don't know what church they're talking about. You come to this church, you're going to get well. Right. Say that with me. Say, if you come to Boost Church, you're going to get well. It doesn't matter what's wrong with you. All sickness is under the curse. All of it. Say, I'm not under the curse. I'm blessed. Tell your faith buddy, and you're blessed too. Yeah, you're blessed too. You're really blessed. You are so blessed. Ooh, you're blessed. Look at you. Oh, I like you. Amen. So you got you to believe you're blessed. 
You got to see yourself blessed. That's why we lay hands on people. So that's a point of contact for you to remember. That's the moment that they laid hands on me. That's the moment that a trusted elder laid hands on me. And I believe that when they speak over me, you know, that, that the blessing is transferred from God by his spirit, through his word, through his church, through their hands, to my head, to my spirit, to my imagination, to my life, to my experience. It's a progression. It's just, it's not like this, you know. Some people get really, really, you know, smart-alecky about some stuff, you know. Well, if prayer works, you know, well, then why don't you just pray for everybody and they'll all get well. I can't make you get well. I can't make you believe things. You've got to take it, right? You know, I mean, uh, um, McDonald's can't make you eat a quarter pounder, right? I don't see them chasing us down here shoving quarter pounders and fries in our mouth, right? You've got to go get you some, right? Right. You got to pull up to the window. You got to say the right thing, right? If you pull up there and say, "Well, I'll just take something to eat," and they're like, "Well, what do you want?" We're like, "Well, just whatever you got's fine." What are you going to get? Whatever. whatever. You're going to get whatever. And it, when Christians pray, "God, whatever Your will," I'll just take whatever Your will is. You're going to get whatever. Right. <laughs> Amen. Me and Cindy, when we go out to a restaurant. I don't even look at the menu anymore. I mean, I'm just like, whatever. I don't even want, I don't even want to know. Just, it's all good. You don't get to be this size by being picky anyway, right? <laughs> so just whatever. It's good, good. But that's not the way you're supposed to live the Christian life. You're supposed to be specific with your prayer life. You're supposed to be saying things like, I believe I receive my healing right now at 1048 a.m. in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against me can prosper. I refuse to live under the, under the power of sickness. I'm not under the curse. Sickness is under the curse. 